And I had to have heart to hearts of myself. It's like, well, do I actually like filmmaking and acting? Do I like, and writing? Do I like this stuff? Is it fun? Like, why do I do it? I'm like, actually started writing stories because I wanted to write a story. (laughs) That sounds fucking crazy to say out loud. But like, I had to dismantle and take down an entire part of my, um, my almost false identity that I believed was real. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, am I up for this is maybe, you know, Evan, I think what I'm realizing actually, as I just shared that is like, maybe am I up for this is kind of a question that is asking you to open a door to a room you just don't visit. This is Way of the Artist with Brandon Colby Cook and Evan Schulte. Identifying your blocks and demystifying your struggles so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art. You know, sometimes we have moments where we question ourselves. Sometimes we have concerns about directions that we've taken, decisions that we've made, things that we've committed ourselves to. Uh, And this episode is all about that kind of a thing. Uh, Hence the title, Am I Up For This? Uh, This is, uh, I think that for anybody who's doing anything creative in their life, pursuing anything creatively, whether that's uh, artistically or, you know, in a business or taking on a new role uh, in, in any sense of that, you know, this, this is the kind of, this question can often come up, um, particularly when you prolong the duration of time <laughs> that this is, that, that you're doing this. Um, am I up for this? Uh, it can be, uh, it can be a, a very haunting and troubling question uh, sometimes. So, um, but it, it might also be a very necessary question uh, at times as well. Uh, so, I'm I I think that we got some interesting stuff to navigate here. Brandon, what have you got to say off the top? It's something like uh, you know, if you think too much, you think about it too much. <laughs> you know, sometimes you got to like turn off your mind a little bit and not think about it, and you just got to go and and do it and give it your best. Um, I think thinking is a lot of the time where doubt comes from. And so, you know, I, I used to have a strategy when I was younger, which was like, do it, then think about it, (laughs) you know, because, and, and you, you know, sometimes you end up putting your foot in your mouth and sometimes you end up making a mistake doing that. But I found the results were generally better. Um, and I guess, you know, it's a case by case basis, but you know, you, there's certain things where you just gotta, you know, I think the short, the short answer is, okay, we'll just do it. Like, just do it and, and see what happens and do your best, you know? Um, but in some cases that's not always like applicable. It's not always like the, the, the way you can do it because it does require you think it out and plan it out and be strategic. And I think those times are really where this conversation is kind of really at its like most like poignant is like, okay, I have to come up with a strategy and a plan. And I I can't just go willy nilly about this. I got to like, you know, 
I got to kind of figure it out before I do it. You know, I, I have to strategize and, and organize and put a few things in line before I, I make this bigger move or do this bigger thing or take this thing on. Um, and then you can get kind of caught in that whole realm of like planning and you're over planning and everything's planning and everything's prep. And like, at what point are you prepared enough? At what point have you planned enough? You know, mm-hmm. But the point I think that we're trying to make is like, am I up for this? <laughs> it's a battle that we all face a little bit in certain ways, sometimes more than others. And let's talk about it. Yeah. 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 Cause the, the demands sometimes, you know, like, cause whenever you put yourself towards anything, whenever you make the, that, the moment that you decide to do something, to pursue something, there are things that come with it there are challenges and, you know, challenges and rewards, you know, there's, there's both those things that, that come with it. Um, and this, and this question is almost like, uh, it's, it's a part of that. It's a piece of, it's a piece of that. It's maybe kind of like the opposite side of that thing. It's like, okay, so there's all of these things that come with it. Am I up for it? Am I up for all of those things that it comes with? Mm. Um, and, you know, and it's, it's, um, you know, for me, it's really, it's like a question of, of faith to a certain extent, you know, like when you're asking yourself that question, especially when you're, when it's coming from like your guts and, and from such a deep, deep part of you, uh, it really is a, it really is a question in faith. It's, or even a crisis in faith, um, at least that's the way that I see it. Uh, and I think that those moments are actually quite useful. I think that they can be uh, quite helpful to us personally, as well as with whatever it is that we're doing. Um, it's just that it's not always comfortable. It's not always, uh, <laughs> in fact, I would say it's probably, it's it's rarely comfortable to be in that in that place of of doubt because it's doubting this thing that you're doing. It's doubting the decisions that you've made. It's doubting the place that you're at. It's doubting where it might end up. It's doubt, like there's all of these doubts, doubts, doubts that are are coming up. And and am I up for this? Do I have have it in me to continue on with what I'm doing? And I think that we have to take as much. I think that the more that we can we can be with this question of am i am i up for this as as with as much equanimity and objectivity as possible uh the better place we're in to actually maybe come to some sort of answer to that question because the truth is is that uh the answer might be no I think that that's the thing is sometimes, you know, and, and maybe the answer is yes, you know, you do have it in you. Um, but I think that we can sometimes, we want it so hard, so, so much and so hard to be that yes, but we have to leave the, the possibility open. We have to be open to it being a no. Uh, it's just that that no, in the context that we're talking about it can feel like such a failure. You know, if we say no, it's like the whole sunk costs uh, fallacy, right, can come up 
in in this one where it's like well i've already gone this far i've already put in this much time energy resources whatever it is into this being a yes um and the and the idea that it could be a no can be a very scary thing uh and in our culture particularly in western culture where i think we're very much oriented just like no you've just gotta you've you've gotta just keep hammering on this and hammering on this and hammering on this until until it goes and sometimes that is called for sometimes you do have to do that but it's not that's not an all the time thing um and it can often be um uh, the stronger thing to do is to say you know what no i'm not actually up for this because maybe the thing that we we got ourselves into we we got into it for wrong reasons right we got into it because we thought it that was uh what was expected of us or we were doing it for um reasons of i don't know being recognized or you know egotistical kinds of values and and we have to be honest with ourselves uh when we come up to those moments to say it's like you know what no i'm not up for this because this is not actually the person that i am this thing that mm. i'm doing does not is not actually reflective of what i really want to do where i really want to go and so when you recognize that then it has to be a no and and in many ways celebrate the freedom that you now have from that recognition you know because that's the thing i think there's um freedom in a in an interesting way has i think has something to do with with this conversation i think it always does man <laughs> i think freedom is such a big important element to to all of artistry you know if you, if you don't have freedom if you have to do things a certain way it's not really art you know it's it's technical it's uh you know it's systematized right and i think um although there is a technical place and a system systemized place for a lot of stuff you know um at some point you you need to be willing to go off um and find your own way you know which is i think a lot of what our conversations are really about and although your way might actually even look similar to someone else's way um it's your way still because it's the way that you need it to go and um I mean, unrelated, I suppose, but in, in related in its own way is like we all learn different ways and we all uh, we all go about things in a different way. And, and um, like, am I up for this? You might have been doing it in a way that your parents did or your friends did or your community did or your school does or whatever, You're, whatever. And the thing is, is that you might not be up for doing it the way they're doing it. You might be up for doing it, but you need to do it a different way. And that's something I think that needs to factor into this whole conversation about like, you know, your approach could be different. Your path could be different, but leading to the same destination. And something that I think is really important to consider, and you kind of brought this up is like, am I up for this might be a no, and it's a no until you find out why it would be. Um, because the why is often more important than the what. And I think sometimes we forget that because we can get very focused on like, well, this is what I'm doing. This is what it's for and blah, 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 blah. 
And we get very clear because the what is like a clear, definitive direction, um, especially if it's a well-worked out kind of goal. It's actually like measurable. And you're like, once I achieve this, then I've done that thing and I can move to the next thing that I planned. And I'm on this plan. And it's like, yeah, but what you're doing or what you think you're going for, why you're doing it can change because you can change and new information can come to light. And, you know, for example, you might say like, I want to get married and have children. And that's something you want to do. And that's a what. But why do you want to do it? And now, you know, maybe you didn't ask that question, or maybe you didn't go that deep when you asked that question. And maybe initially it was, well, well that's what you do. And that's part of growing up. And that's uh, what my parents expect of me, but whatever. And then like all those things, all of a sudden, like they don't really drive you anymore. They don't really matter. But maybe you still want to do that. But now you need to figure out why you want to do it. Because like, well, I want to do that because I want to bring love into this world. And, you know, I want to, um, you know, I want to raise somebody to be a champion of certain things or, you know, whatever. But just your why changes. And so like, am I up for this evolves? And mm -hmm. I think if you're saying no to am I up for this, you might just be saying no to the way you're going about am I up for this? And that's something to consider. So instead mm -hmm. of saying like, nope, that's the answer. I'm done. I'm not doing that anymore. Um, maybe go deeper. Maybe just go deeper into the why. And maybe you can actually find out if you are actually up for it. You just need a different why or a more connected why that's more uh, in line with who you are now. Yeah. And that's a that's a really terrific point that you're bringing up because, um, you know, I think that lots of people go through that exact thing. And that's what a sort of a, a crisis of faith can do that. It can be, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Ah, oh, it's fine. I'll let it go, but it can be <laughs> conducive. There we go. There you uh, go. It can, it can be so conducive to, to finding deeper meaning in what you're doing. Um, you know, finding a renewed sense of, of purpose, um, behind, what you're doing because, you know, there's sort of, uh, you know, there's deep, there's sort of deep intrinsic drive that we have within us. And then there's egotistical drives that we have. And very often, particularly in the arts, a lot of our motivations can be egotistical, uh, or at least that's the ones that we latch on to, um, you know, like actors, it's just like, you know, being, being rich and famous is, is sort of the, you know, the, the stereotypical one, but it's, it's, a, it is a very powerful one. You know, we are a culture that's very much addicted to, to fame, um, and recognition and that, and that kind of thing. So, uh, as cliche as it might be, it's a very real one. Uh, and, and that will, that can definitely drive you, you know, it can definitely motivate you, but there's usually a ceiling that that has, um, particularly uh, down the line, you know, when you're going down, like uh, if you're in it for the long haul, if you're going to stay, stay with it for the long haul, um, at some point, you're probably going to confront some, some, some part of you that, that needs to have a deeper reason as to why you're doing it, you know, a deeper connection to, uh, 
to the work that you're doing and, and the pursuit that you are, because again, even, even something like fame has a price, you know, like yeah. that, that has uh, that, that has a cost, uh, even if you do get it as well. And, and that might be a time when you go, it's like, Oh, uh, am I up for this? <laughs> you know, am I up for this, 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 the public eye and, and this thing and the thing and you, and you need to establish a new relationship with what, with what you're doing. So you raise a really terrific point, um, which, yeah, I think touches on the law of relationship, uh, that, that, that no might simply be a matter of, I need to create a new relationship with this thing that I am doing. It's not that I have to stop doing it, but I need to have a new way in which I'm approaching this, a new way in which I'm thinking about this and I'm going about this, um, a, a different focus, like where am I putting my attention while I'm doing this? Um, that, that is often, um, huge, you know, like that can completely change something from, from being, uh, a complete, uh, just nightmare situation to being something, uh, of that's incredibly inspiring as well. Uh, I'm, I want to throw it back to you in just a second here, but when you were talking, there was something, uh, you reminded me of, uh, apart from, uh, the, the laws of spirit by Dan Millman, um, in the, the chapter about the law of choice and choice is definitely a big part of this conversation that, that we're talking about here. But there's this moment where, um, this sage, this, this guide that, uh, the main character, uh, meets and, and comes into contact with, uh, tells him that you can never really say yes until you've learned, if, until you've claimed the power to say no. Mm, yes. Right. Um, Such a good point. Yeah. And, and I think in the book, the, the thing that the sage was saying is like, oh, well maybe you should, uh, it's like, you should divorce your wife. You know, you should, you should just go and divorce your wife. And he's going off and he's, he's like, well, I couldn't do that. You know, like, like we have the kids, you know, and, and then there's all the finances and, you know, it would just, it would be such a mess. And they're like, well, you've given me a lot of reasons as to why you can't, um, you know, but until you, until you claim the power of being able to say no, you can never really say yes. So until you, you understand that you have the capacity in a sense to walk away from anything, <laughs> you know, that you can just put something down, you can walk away from it for forever. You can do that. There are consequences to every action that we take, action and inaction. Um, but we have to understand that that we have that power because it is a power. Um, which is just interesting because we were talking about superpowers in our last uh in our last podcast, but choice is another superpower of sorts. Um, and, uh, and having the power to say no gives you the power to say yes. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to bring that, that in as well. It's a great point to bring in. I remember that very vividly. And we've talked about that a lot from that book. Um, cause it is a great, it, 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 he does a really good job of kind of working that one out and helping you kind of an experience of that. And yeah, it's, uh, you know, I think. I think one of the things that that we all need to be aware of, and I think it's kind of a humility thing, you know, is that 
we will probably choose the path of least resistance, the most comfort, the easiest, uh, you know, the thing that gets us the best result for the least effort, you know, generally, like without any type of connection or purpose or anything in place, that's probably the way we'll go. And if you're aware of this, then you can understand that what you want is you want comfort and easy. And, you know, you generally, you're going to like, you're like water, you're going to take the path. That's the easiest way to go. But we admire people who make a path that seems hard for us look like the path of natural water, like of natural river flow, you know, where they do the thing that's hard for us, but for them, it looks easy. And, and that's, um, inspiring and admirable. And it's something that a lot of us, I think, actually want. So what's going to get us to put aside our need for making life easy or comfortable or without like pain or resistance. And I really do think like there's a big tie to this whole conversation with like purpose and your, your why, like, why do you do what you do and, and having a connection to that. And there's, there's no real easy answer to this one. It's not like, there's not like a copy and paste answer. And I think sometimes people look for that when it comes to this stuff. It's actually a very like deep rooted thing. And you need to have um, what my soccer coaches used to call when we'd go to like big games, they'd be like, you guys got to go and have a heart to heart with yourself. <laughs> and man, those heart to hearts are brutal sometimes. Sometimes they are really brutal because you got to go in and you got to like really look at like, why does this matter to me? And what am I willing to do to like fight for, strive for, push for, go for what matters to me? And if you can have a heart to heart where your heart aligns with your why, you will be amazed at what you're capable of. And when you get connected enough, the thing that seemed hard actually becomes the easy choice. And the thing that was hard actually becomes, or the easy becomes the hard choice. Um, you know, sitting on the couch, watching TV, you know, doing these things that maybe you feel like are throwing your dream away, stuff like that, that actually becomes hard to do when you get connected enough. Um, now, mm -hmm what's the easy answer? What's the, what's some direction? I mean, there's no easy answer, but I mean, like something I do is I go for a walk every morning. This is my, my routine now. And, and I, I've been having a lot of hearts to hearts myself recently because I've been making some big changes and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm evolving as a person and I've, they've been required of me. So I go for a walk, I walk down by the water and, you know, rain or shine. And I just, I'll have a coffee and I'll either do some writing or some thinking. I'll stare out at the water. I'm just like, I'll just, and I'll be on my own. And it's like a meditation. And when a doubt comes out, I will talk with it and I will speak with it and I will wrestle with it. And I'll say like, okay, what's coming and, and I'll get deeper and then I'll just, I'll work it out. And it doesn't always happen. Like in a short period of time, this could take like weeks of wrestling with the battle, you know, that, that you're, that I'm working out. Right. And so when you're having a hard time with yourself, am I up for this? Can I do this? You know, those types of questions and, and various things like that. 
if you, what I learned, particularly at this stage in my life, is that if you keep showing up to have a bout with it, you will ultimately win. You will ultimately come up with the right answer for you. And you will find out if it really matters to you or if it doesn't. And, you know, I look at it this way. If I lose like, you know, 13 out of 14 days and I can't come up with an answer and I can't figure it out and I'm struggling with something else and there's another layer of struggle, another layer of struggle. If I just keep showing up, eventually I'm going to work it out. And I think there's a tenacity that you kind of need to, you need to create. And like, I know I'm talking a lot here, but I want to just kind of hammer this point home with one last thing. This morning, I got up, I went through my routine of having a shower, getting cleaned up, getting my act together. And then I'm about to go for my walk. And I knew it was kind of raining, but I didn't know how bad. And I walked down, I already committed. I kind of wore a coat, you know, for the rain and it was pouring. <laughs> it was like, I don't want to do this. And I had this thought, okay, maybe I'll just walk down the street and back. And, you know, maybe I, maybe I won't even go. Maybe I'll just turn back and go back in. Maybe it's too rainy today. And I was like, you know what? This time that you're going to have with yourself is really important. And you know what? Maybe because it's raining, maybe there'll actually be less people out there. And I tried to turn it into a positive. And it's an uncomfortable thing to walk out in the rain and like pouring rain, like without an umbrella or anything and just yeah. be like, you know, and yeah, people can say, well, you turn back, grab an umbrella. Well, it, like there's a certain kind of mentality that I'm building for myself where I go to do the thing that actually is an act of love for myself. And that was a heart to heart I had with myself. So walking in the rain today was a heart to heart battle that I already had. And now I'm in the rain walking. I've already had that heart to heart battle. Now I'm doing my next heart to heart battle, which is about something else, but, but I made it work. Right. And so the uncomfortable thing actually becomes the fulfilling thing is my point. Mm -hmm. um, am I up for this? Am I up for walking in the rain? Well, if you worked out the heart to heart with that, that might be a stepping stone that's required to get to your next thing. So you don't have to take it all on. Like if you say like, I'm talking ages here, sorry. But like no, if you no, no. say your big goal is I want to be a rock star. I want to be a movie star. I want to be this big deal. Well, you don't have to do that all today. What you have to do today is one thing, but it might be a heart to heart to do that one thing. And that one thing will lead to your next thing. But you had to beat that first heart to heart before you could get to your next thing. And pretty soon... If you keep putting those together, you're going to find out, you're going to find out like, okay, like how much further do I want to take this? And, and this is just life. You know, there's no real end to this. If you're pursuing your dreams and your goals and your aspirations, this is the approach, right? I think that's what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, on a side note, I've, uh, I've been waiting on my, uh, my, uh, a brand new raincoat coming in. <laughs> For me, because so, for, for the very reason, I'm like, I want to be to go out in the rain. Um, and, you know, for for folks at home, we live in the Pacific Northwest. So wintertime, it's uh, we get a bit of rain. You get a bit of yeah. rain around here. So <laughs> you just got to get used to it. And uh, and but anyhow, um, I, getting back to what the important matters of in what you're saying, um, 
you know, what you're saying really reminds me of uh, and makes me think of, which is so essential for sort of the artist philosophy of life is having a connection to yourself. Um, how essential being connected to yourself is. Um, what do you really think? What do you really feel? Um, it's surprising because in many ways, this is what I help people with in my in my classes like how do we really just get connected to our actual point of view what we're thinking and and really thinking and really feeling not not as an ideal but actually um it's surprising at how um far away we can we can get from that um so yeah i think that um just i, I suppose this will be my little um soapbox moment perhaps but you know, a lot of what you're saying is just making me go, put your fucking phones down. <laughs> you know, like the thing is, because we're, we, we have so many distractions. Um, we have so many ways, not, not just our phones, you know, like you mentioned like TV and, you know, and video games. Don't get me wrong. I love my phone and the things that it can do. I love TV and, and I love video games and I love all of this shit, but, um, it it we can end up just going through most of our days moving from one distraction to the next to the next to the next to the next um and having a kind of practice that i would encourage people you know to you know to try and have something every single day um but if not every day like every week like have have some time where you're not distracting yourself with something you know to to do something as simple as go for a walk by yourself and leave the phone at home um it's surprising at how at how powerful uh such a simple thing can 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 how powerful an effect such a simple thing can have in your life uh, i know that for myself, when I go for walks, I often try and make sure I leave my phone because I notice a difference between, you know, even if I am still just going up for a walk on my own down, you know, through, you know, through the park, through the forest, through, you know, down by the ocean or something like that. There's, there is a, for me, a noticeable difference in, in sort of where my mind is and my mental state when it's just on me versus when it's, when it's not on my person at all. Um, because it's just, it's always kind of there, you know, it's yes. sort of there being like, you could take a look at me if you want, you know? And it's just like, you don't, when you don't even give yourself that option, you're just like, okay, I guess there's nowhere else for me to be. I don't have any option for, for me to be anywhere else other than just to be with myself and my thoughts and my feelings and certainly we can we can disappear into daydreams and and fantasies and things like that but you know there at least in some ways we're in contact with ourselves a bit more than you know having something some stimulation that's being fed to us from from outside of us um so having having that that ritual having some sort of thing that you do in your life mindfully 
where you really get to be with yourself. That is so important because when, when you're asking that question of, am I up for this? It, when, when you can feel that question in your, in rattling around in your head, rattling around in your whole, you know, entire being, that is a question that demand that means you have to listen you have to really be paying attention to what's going on in your life uh, more closely than maybe we 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 normally are so having having ways in which we're creating that space for ourselves to to actually listen to ourselves and hear ourselves while that question is going on um, just as a as a piece of almost pure practical advice as practice advice you know like it's it's so important you know to have practices in in our lives and and sometimes i th i find that's almost a nicer word than you know discipline right and stuff like that it's like what are the practices that you have in your life what mm. are you practicing and 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 because it's all working towards something that we want to do or, or the person that we want to be, that kind of thing. But having practices, I mean, is essential for an artist. You know, artists have different practices, but, you know, we're all artists on some, on some level as human beings, um, all artists and creatives. So what are the practices you need to build? And, and for me, I, having, having ways in which we are, unplugging ourselves from distraction and outside stimulation is is a real is a really important one to consider taking on when i had my big awakening if you want to call it that because <laughs> I, I i share this story many times but my big awakening was like uh ultimately being at what should be the happiest point in my life was actually the saddest point in my life because I had this awareness that I had built essentially a fake or false sense of like fulfillment. And it was, you know, it was all the things I thought I wanted when I was younger, which was like popularity, recognition, uh, friendships, money, um, you know, just success, whatever. Like, it's just like, all like, and, and I, I think you can take that further and further and further. And some people do it. I don't think that really matters. I think you just take it to the level that you need to take it to. And when I had this awakening, I realized, well, like I'm actually really sad and, you know, I've had lots of time to like work this out and think about well, what was going on. And it's like, well, there was probably a kid who was sad. And that kid thought, hey, you know what? If I get money and I get some recognition and I get lots of people who like me and want to be around me and I get all these things that the world says, you know, then that'll make the sadness go away. That'll make this. Um, ultimately this feeling like that I'm not loved or that I'm not lovable, it will resolve it because that will be a solution. Right. And I think a lot of the time we build our lives around solving a pain that 
um, we think these things will resolve. And what we don't realize is that when you actually make the solution work or whatever, you know, the promise, right? When you, when you get to the, what the promise and the solution is supposed to do and it doesn't work, now you're faced with, well, I put a lot of time and effort into this. And this feeling is still here. And actually now I've normalized this fame and this recognition or whatever you have. And now this doesn't solve that problem. So what do I need next? You can either go like, well, what do I need next to solve it? And you keep going down that road or you can have a confrontation. And I call it an enlightenment because when I realized that I was sad and that I felt depressed and stuff, what happened for me after that was I started to realize that lots of people were depressed and sad. And I could suddenly, as though I had put on x-ray vision, I could see through people's facades. And, and um, a lot of people, when they work with me, they'll actually say, wow, like, you know, like, like, how do you know that? And I'm like, cause you're fucking me. Like I'm, I'm you like that. You're like, I get it. Like I get what's going on. And the thing is, is that the heart to heart is so hard because instead of having all this distraction and all this dance and, and trying to do all these things to keep ourselves away from these feelings, the heart to heart actually makes you go into that feeling and sit with that feeling and be with that feeling and like, you know, work through that feeling. And that's fucking brutal sometimes, it's just brutal. But you start to realize it's like, well, you know, sadness and depression and these feelings of doubt, they're, they're human. They're part of the human experience. And um, these things that you you know, you dream about these things that you want, these, this may be this great piece of art that you hope you'll create one day. I'm telling you, man, it's in those feelings, you know, it, the, the route to the mountain that you're trying to get through is through the valley of those deep emotions. And the heart to heart makes you kind of turn off the phone, turn off the TV, turn off all this stuff, you know, don't drink, don't smoke, don't do anything. And just kind of be with that. And you might only be able to sit it with it for a few moments. And then you're like, I got to get the fuck out. <laughs> but congratulations if you sat with it for even a second, because I know how hard that is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and it, it, it's, it's an ex it's, it's an explosion. It's like an, it exposes the truth and you stop, you stop going about life trying to do a dance and pretend to everybody like, Hey, like I'm okay. I'm doing well. And you can actually be you and then building from a place of truth, right. Is a, is a whole other thing. But I do think when you build from a place of truth, there's profound and interesting things that can start to come out of that. Uh, and I feel like in a lot of ways, like I always kind of think of my, um, after this, this enlightenment or this transformation is like the restarting of my entire life because everything up until then was my life based on an idea of who I was and how I was supposed to live. Now, the reason why I bring this into this conversation is because am I up for this was a big question for me because um, everything I was doing became in question because really 
everything I was doing was to get recognition, to get love, to, to resolve the sadness. And then once I realized that wouldn't do it, I had zero motivation to do any of that stuff anymore. And I had to have heart to hearts of myself. It's like, well, do I actually like filmmaking and acting? Do I like, and writing? Do I like this stuff? Is it fun? Like, why do I do it? I'm like, actually started writing stories because I wanted to write a story. Mm-hmm. That sounds fucking crazy to say out loud, but like I had to dismantle and take down an entire part of my, um, my f- almost false identity that I believed was real. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's uh, am I up for this is maybe, you know, Evan, I think what I'm realizing actually, is I just shared that is like, maybe am I up for this is kind of a question that is asking you to open a door to a room you just don't visit, you know, it's asking you to enter a space that you don't usually give, uh, you know, you don't actually look at. And maybe Mm -hmm. when you're having that question, like, am I up for this? It's a good time to go. Like, I don't know, maybe not, but let's look into it and let's find out what's, you know, what's, what's inside this. Cause if you, if you're having doubt, like it's probably, it's probably an opportunity actually it's actually a gift. I know it doesn't feel that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I know that, but I think it's actually a gift. Hey, it's Evan with a quick public service announcement. If you're enjoying the conversation you're hearing and finding it helpful, then please help us and take a second to subscribe to the podcast. And we can all be people helping other people. And that's awesome. Now back to the show. Absolutely. And there was something that you touched on um, that I want to get into in just a second here. Um, but, you know, these are, you know, it's a, it's a question that really, just like most of our lives, you know, there are the big questions are ones that, you know, no one else can answer for us. You know, there are things that we have to find the answer for for ourselves. With that said, uh, you had mentioned you know, to talking to, you know, some of your clients and students and stuff like that. And, and, and having that connection of, Hey, I've been there. I, and I, and I understand. And, and so one side of this as well is when you are in that place, if you have someone to reach out to, absolutely reach out to people, you know, like it's to have someone that you can bounce those things off of because sometimes, um, it's one of those things where if you just let things rattle around too much inside of your own head, um, you know, you can sometimes, you know, you, you stop seeing the forest for the trees and getting it out. Right. And if you have a good, um, you know, a friend, a partner, you know, someone who you can reach out to and just say, I don't know if I'm up for this, you know, and, and just, and just let it, let someone in on it, you know, like there's, you open up, uh, kind of a creative process, you know, because really it is a creative process in in this, this whole question. Am I up for this? Um, it's, it's, it's a destructive and creative type of thing. That's usually happening. They're going hand in hand. You know, there's something, there's something that needs to be torn down so that something else can be built up. I think that that's almost implied with 
it, it's it's almost ingrained within the question am i up for this am i even up for this um it's built in it's built in that that something needs to go you know something needs to be torn down right but there's the there's with that there's the opportunity of building something uh new and sometimes we don't always get a sense of that until we've really aired it out you know until someone has has heard us air it out so that it's no longer yeah just that just a you know a a scary little voice that's that's roaming and lurking around inside of our heads hmm. um yeah yeah i don't know i i, well, I think that that's the, it's just it's just worth pointing out that it's because i feel like we've been talking a lot about you know you you've got to go and you've got to like you know sit with this and it's like yes absolutely you know you you know um you have like things ultimately come down to you um but that doesn't mean that you are alone in it and it doesn't mean that uh you have to deal with it completely on your own very valid point very very valid point and you know, uh, we, you know, we kind of talked about this and I think I mentioned it in the last podcast about how like, um, the number two most important thing in your life is your experience, but the number one most important thing is your connection and sharing your heart to hearts with a trusted, uh, confidant or a person or a best friend. These things are things that bond friendships and relationships in a profound way to be open and vulnerable and share with people. And by the way, you know, something I've learned from like my business coaches who, you know, um, you know, some of them are so, so super successful, like just like so much money is like no idea. Like, it's just like mind boggling. You just think, wow, like what would it be like? But then the way that they're open about their struggles and their humility and some of the stuff they've shared with me, I was like, oh, can't believe you fucking told me that. Like, I'd be embarrassed to say that, but I was like, no, you know what? That's, that's why you're where you're at. And that's why I'm where I'm at. Cause to some degree, I am still ashamed of certain parts of myself where you're not. And your lack of shame has actually freed you to do what you're doing. And I understand why you're sharing that with me. But my initial thing was like, wow, like I, and at the same time, when someone opens up to you about their truth, you you develop a certain kind of trust with them because you're like, wow, like if you're if you're gonna tell me this about you and you're not gonna hide this, like you're really being open with me. I I I mean, I'm not gonna say that I trust anybody 100 percent like, you know, just there's never an ounce of like, hey, maybe you're up to something. But like, I think there's always there's always a healthy amount of just keeping a little bit like, okay, I don't really know this person for sure, but we do work on trust and sharing your struggles, your heart to hearts um, with people, I think is a very valid thing. I want to say one other thing, Evan, on that note, which was that we're talking about building it back. I think it's really important for people to keep in mind that if you're going to tear something down that isn't working, you don't have to know how you'll build it back to tear it down. Sometimes you just got to tear it down and you'll figure out how to build it back when you get there. And I want people to be very weary 
of somebody who comes along and says, let's tear that down. And I have the way for you to build it back. Because um, in my experience, those tend to be charlatans and shysters. And because look, nobody knows how you need to build it back. Only you're going to know. So if someone comes along and they say like, I know how to build you back better. You know, all that bullshit, like fuck that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm just saying like, look, you're going to figure out how to build yourself. But if you can acknowledge that the way you've built yourself might not be right and you need to tear some of that down, you don't have to have the answer of how you're going to build yourself moving forward. You just need to know that what you've built isn't working and it's okay to take it down. And you don't have to have the answer. And I know it's super hard. Like one of the hardest things for me when I had my enlightenment stage was like not knowing what to do. It's such a fucking hard and scary place to be in, but it's absolutely so necessary. So um, I think if, if you're talking with say a coach or, or somebody or like a friend, anybody who's really experienced, who isn't trying to manipulate you or get something out of you would probably tell you like, look, we can acknowledge that the way you built this isn't working. So it's okay to tear it down and you're going to be okay without anything for a little bit. But if they tell you, like, I know how to build you into something, they're fucked. <laughs> That's my opinion. But nobody knows because this is your life. And, you, and, and they have, there's no way they could know the intricacies of what you want and who you really are because you don't even know that yet. And that's going to be an investigation. And I find a lot of that investigation occurs during that time of nothingness. And it's a wonderful time, but it's a scary time. And it's a hard time too. It's, it's, but it's, it's the cocoon stage from the caterpillar to the butterfly. And they don't know what kind of butterfly you're going to look like. No one does. And you don't, you will find out through your cocoon stage. So I think um, bringing this all around. Yes. Talk to people. You build trust, you build connection, but be careful about taking their solutions, you know, taking their answers about what you should do, what you need to do, who you need to be, all that stuff. Like, nah, nobody knows, man. We're figuring this all out as we go, each and every one of us, even them. And uh, maybe they need to tear some things down. If that's, if they're telling you how to live your life, maybe they need to tear some things down. That's my opinion. Mm. Um, Yeah, no. And that, that's, that's really important because yeah, there's a lot of people who who they run off of chat of cap of sort of exploiting and capitalizing off of um, people in that way. So being yeah, knowing that 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 does go go on is is an important thing to be aware of. Um, just uh, one thing that you were you're talking about that was interesting and and is something that I've heard. Um, you know, in over the, the last couple of years is that, you know, with the thing with a lot of systems uh, is that we very often, we don't know, we don't know what new systems we need to build until the old ones have completely failed. So like until, you know, something has been completely torn down. So speaking to what you're saying, is like, you don't have to know, you know, because the thing is that you might know, not know what it is that you have to build, what it is that you have to create until the old thing is completely gone, mm-hmm. you know, until there's no trace of it until you've, until you've, you know, cleared the land. So now you can, you can say like, okay. And you can really see what you're working with, you know, um, sometimes we can lose sight of that by trying to hold on to too much of the old stuff 
you know, again, that sunk costs, right? Um, trying to preserve all this stuff, which is understandable because a lot of times there's a lot of a lot of work, a lot of effort that was put into something. Yeah, and then can I say this? Like, if you're trying to hang on to the old stuff, that might be what you're trying to use to inform how you're going to build yourself again. And that's part of the problem. Like, because the old stuff was the problem. So if you try to use that same material to build forward, um, sometimes you're actually, uh, you know, you're actually creating a limitation in what's possible. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, not to cut you off, but like that, that, that line between structure and chaos for the artist is, you know, you need to be able to go into both sides and, and find a balance and walk through that spectrum um, and I know we like to avoid the chaos. It's, uh, you know, it can be a scary unknown place, but it's necessary. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and it, it makes me think of, I can't remember who said this as per usual, but um, <laughs> the quote goes something like, uh, some people think that, it's hanging on that makes a person strong, but sometimes it's letting go. Mm. Um, sometimes it's letting go. That's the strongest thing that, uh, that you have to do. There was, uh, but there's something else, uh, in what you were saying that, that, uh, I can't remember what it was now. Can't remember what it was, but it was, uh, it was interesting. <laughs> that I wanted to touch on, but maybe you'll uh, remember it. Maybe you'll remember it. I want to go back to something you said earlier. It's kind of dawned on me was you're talking about choice and you have to be able to say no, um, that I'm, uh, you know, not up for this kind of thing. I think, um, you know, with our dreams and our goals and our ambitions and things that we're doing, right. Like you, you need to have the option of, yeah, like I might not, I might go do this thing and realize I don't want to do it. And I think sometimes people, they, they feel like shame because they're like, well, like I said, this is what I was going to do. And I told all my friends and I told my family and blah, 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 blah. And now I'm not going to do it anymore. And it's embarrassing and I'm ashamed and I was wrong. And it's like, no, you weren't wrong. You took it to where you needed to take it. And that could happen at any point. And then you realize that's, that's as far as that needed to go. Yeah. It's not like the stuff you did doesn't matter anymore. Like I, like, honestly, for me, like, I don't know if I actually even want to be an actor anymore. I still love acting. I love working with actors. I love all that stuff. It's yet to be decided, but I can tell you this, everything I did with acting, I appreciate it and I value, and it helped me so much. It helped me come out of my shell. It helped me connect with a lot of great people. It helped me uh, work my emotions. It did so much in serving me in so many ways, whether I continue with it and continue to do it or ever do it again, I don't know, but it was a necessary part of my journey. So if there's something that you're doing, don't worry if it doesn't become the ultimate thing or you finish it or something, look at it as like, like acting for me right now was more of a boat that got me from one island to another one. And now I'm on this other island and I don't really need that boat. And I might grab that boat again, but it might just be taking me to another island. You know what yeah. I mean? But like the boat is great. <laughs> yeah. But it, I, it doesn't just, I, have to, I don't have to live on the boat because yeah. I used it and it was great. You know what I mean? Like 
so I'm kind of trying to make an analogy, you know, like, I mean, like these things that we're doing, uh, you know, um, they might be just getting you from one place to the next and that's okay. And you don't have to like, just because you told people you really wanted to do, and it's all you ever wanted to do. doesn't mean that you have to like marry it and like be stuck with it just because you're embarrassed to say that you changed your mind (laughs) because you can, you know, that's. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you actually, you brought back up what was, um, the other thing I want to touch on, which I think is really, uh, important very often uh, again in, in when we're asking the question am i up for this um shame you know you brought that up uh, a few times like there's so much shame that can get tied up with that and she's like well what what if you could just for a second just drop any sense of shame around it there's nothing there's nothing right or wrong about the position that you're in there's no judgments about it um letting go of that stuff so that you can actually actually find clarity actually understand what it is that you're fa- you're facing with this question um is it something that you just need to change your relationship to um is it something that's actually just there to um strengthen you and embolden you and say yeah you know what i am up for this uh or is it something that um, that is there to say it's like no this is you know you've you've taken this boat uh, as far as you can take it or you've taken this boat to where it was supposed to take you and now it's time to to leave it at the shore right and uh, and it was there just as 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 a means of getting you to to this place and maybe you don't know what this place is at at, at the very moment but explore around where it has taken you and and find out pay attention and and maybe you'll start to see why it was that you had to do that why it was that you had to pursue that thing um because had you not you wouldn't you wouldn't find the thing that is more that is more you you know Mm -hmm. that thing that you're supposed to be doing that is is more in in lines and a reflection of of what you have to give. Yeah. You know, uh, and one other thing too, is like, uh, you've, you've kind of pointed out as like, uh, because I usually call it vision, but you've referred to it many times as your calling. And in a lot of cases, you know, this is a good time where it's more your calling and you feel called to something and you know, that, that you can let that lead you. Cause when I think of vision, I think of like a certain amount of just, just for me. And I mean, other people can interpret it differently, but like, I see vision as something that's like, I know what I want. I have this idea in my mind and I'm trying to create it. And like, it's, I'm trying to bring that to life and make that happen. You know what I mean? Whereas a calling to me is more, it's the same thing, but it's more like it's, it's out there and I need to go kind of gather it, you know, or find it or collect it, you know? And, um, you know, I think sometimes they're essentially the same thing. They're like purpose, right? They're purpose and drive and like, you know, fundamental things. But like when you're a kid, you know, I remember when I was a kid, if you would have asked me when I was a little kid, like, well, what do you want to do when you're older? I probably would have told you like a police officer or a fireman, because that's what I, I didn't really know what existed. I didn't know what was possible. I just saw like, 
police officers on TV. And I thought that was cool. And, uh, you know, the fireman idea sounded kind of interesting, but my, my idea of what was possible for me to do and put my attention and care towards was very limited. Um, and as I got older, you know, those things, they became less interesting to me and less really, I didn't have as much of a calling towards doing stuff like that. So it changed. And I think what we need to keep in mind is that um, you, whatever you're doing right now, you're working on the best information you have. And when you go further down that road, you might get new information and new information might change what you want and why you want it. And, um, you know, and I think like, if you have purpose, the hardest things are actually pretty easy, but when you don't have purpose and true connection to something and you're doing something without it, it's really hard. It's really difficult. So you might not be up for it and that might be okay because that's just going, Oh, well, you know what? I don't really have a lot of purpose for this anymore. You know, my, my, uh, care for this or my passion towards this has just changed. And that's, that's fine. I think this is uh, something that is, this uh, conversation is bringing to light for me is that we are evolving and um, it's important for me to remind myself. And I suppose our audience members that like we are evolving and um, sometimes saying no and being like, well, I'm not up for this anymore, but I've evolved. And maybe that's a good thing. Maybe actually saying no to this is actually acknowledging how I've evolved as opposed to like trying to keep doing it is actually ignoring the fact that I've evolved. And that's an important part of the whole kind of creative conundrum yeah. <laughs> that we are in. Yeah. Yeah. I, I absolutely. And I mean, you know, even you think of someone like, um, you know, whatever you might think of him, but you know, someone like um, Elon Musk, you know, it's just like, here's a guy he started a way of paying for shit on the internet and then, you know, and now car company now he's making rockets, you know, like it's just like, it, it's, it's evolution, right? Like it's not, it's not staying still. You are a human being, you're changing, your interests are changing. And, you know, it doesn't mean, you know, because there, there are people who can never really commit to something. Uh, and, and, you know, that can sometimes just, that can sometimes be the mark of, of, of a destructive habit as well. But sometimes there's also just a sense of, well, no, it's time to leave something behind. Like it's, to, it's time to leave that behind and pursue something else because you have evolved and there's, you have a new understanding of, of what it is that you really want to be doing. And you know, what more is there really important in living your life than that, you know, like than understanding what it is you really want to be doing, understanding more what you're really, truly passionate about doing like that's, that's, you know, in many ways, the way of the artist, you know, it's like, it's about, it's about continuing to, to follow that passion wherever it will, will take you and being open to it, taking you you know, moving with it and not, and, and not fighting it. Um, yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's been, it's, it's been a good, uh, you know, kind of dive into this. I, I feel like this is one of those things where it's like, you know, you can keep, 
you can keep kind of talking about it and you keep kind of working the angles of it. But at the end of the day, I think what's important is like, I think we're always trying to just encourage ourselves and others to feel a sense of fulfillment and peace and happiness in what they're doing that isn't like reliant on having some outside validation or some outside thing, you know, these, these things that like one thing that I've learned in my life in, in this stage has been to really embrace where I'm at as like a beautiful thing, as a beautiful part of my journey as a human being. And my shame can sometimes come around like uh, things like, you know, I, I should have succeeded earlier. I, it took me long to figure this out. What I'm late to the game, you know, whatever. I have a client who's 50 years old, like over 50 years old. And he said, I feel like I was asleep for 50 years. And I've just found like, and, and for the last couple of years, it's made incredible transformation, but it's like, and I feel like I've just in these last couple of years, like found what actually gives me purpose and whatever. And, and, you know, it's just so amazing to watch him transform because it's like, you found it. You found something that gets you excited, gets you out of bed, makes you feel purpose in your life. And he, he said like for 50 years, I, I told these victim stories about how I wasn't smart enough and how my parents didn't love me. And he's just like, and then I, I, I found this and like, he got a little bit of an inkling of like where he could put his like spirit into and like, he's literally changed as a person. Like you wouldn't even recognize him, you know? And he just got like an offer for his like first movie that he's ever going to act in. And it's like, you know, what's amazing is like, that doesn't even matter to him. Cause when we first started working together, it was just like, I just want to get a role, you know, just like, I hope I could do it, you know? And now it's just like, I'm doing the thing. Like I'm like, whatever he's like, like, and he said the other day, he's like, we did a character, like they're, they're working this character in the story, which is like, um, he said he would have like, normally he would have judged or he wouldn't have been able to do it. And like, he's like, I'm investigating that. And that's such a fascinating thing. And it's like, you just, hear him talk about his life and it reminds me it's like you know what as long as you find some sense of self-connection some sense of like thing that's like makes you feel like you got some kind of uh i don't know like like sense of purpose or life in you like that is the win and that thing is a moving target to some degree so I feel like the artist, like the way of the artist is about sometimes moving with that, you know, because you go, oh, like I'm going to climb this mountain. That's my goal. I'm going to, I'm here and I'm going to go do this. Like when he started working with me, he's like, I'm going to get these roles like that. That's what he wanted. And in a way he did, but that's actually not what mattered, which is the second thing that I find so fascinating is like, he actually got what he set out to do, but he doesn't care about it the same way he did when he started because he evolved and it became more about the love of the craft as opposed to the achievement that the craft could get him. Mm -hmm. Cause you know, he felt like, um, 
you know, he felt like he was like, like a loser. He felt like he was not loved by his parents. He felt like he was a victim and he felt like getting a role would validate that. And like, 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 like write that wrong. And like, he worked through that without ever getting that role. And, and now he got the role and the role isn't because he's trying to resolve that problem. He actually already resolved that before he ever got the role, which you could argue is why he got the role. So, you know, um, am I up for this? I think is an interesting question because it's like, you know, just, just understand that the way you think you're gonna do or get what you're trying to go after might not be it. And you might discover that along the way. And so your job is just to keep taking one step in front of the other. And if it keeps making sense to take that step, just take that step. And all you got to do is one step. You don't have to, you don't have to walk all the way. You just got to move one step forward and just, and sometimes you don't even have to take a step. You just have to be there. And we've talked about this before, Evan, too. You don't even have to move. You just have to be on the mountain and weather the storm and just not get off of it. <laughs> you know, maybe that's <laughs> yeah. what you got to do. Right. And that's fine too. Right. It's not always about progress. Sometimes it's about being in the journey too. Right. So yeah, I got lots yeah. to say. <laughs> Yeah, we could continue on and on and on, but uh, let's do a quick, uh, like a, a quick discussion about our refreshments for for today. Yeah, you said your beer uh, tasted interesting. Yeah. I did as well when I started mine. So what do you get? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this, you know, uh, as of the day of recording this, we're recording on November the twenty fifth, and uh, so one week or so one week, one month away from Christmas time. And I saw this one and I thought like, oh, okay, let's uh, give it a shot. So this is from Stanley Park Brewing. Uh, it's called Park Beer uh, Deck the Malts Holiday Ale. And um, it's got, uh, it really has a strong, like there's a lot of flavors in it and a lot of them I like. Um, but it's got like this ginger molasses thing, like off the top of it that I don't quite know if I'm into it. If I'm, <laughs> if I'm being totally honest, I don't know if I'm quite into it. It's, it's, but it's kind of got like a nice flavor sort of midway through the end of it. Um, but off the top, there's just this really, you know, this ginger molasses kind of thing that I'm, I'm just, I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> but I, I'm still kind of like, I don't know. It's interesting, but I don't know. I don't know. So yeah. that's where I'm at with this one. How about you, Brandon? Well, yeah, I kind of found mine to be interesting too. It's a very flavorful beer. This is Rail Ale Nut Brown from How Sound Brewing. And they describe it as a smooth, full-bodied nut brown ale with hints of chocolate and licorice. Um, I usually don't like chocolate beers. I'm usually like pretty against them. And, uh, I'm assuming they mean black licorice, which isn't my favorite thing. Either. Yeah. So these are things, but in spite of that, it's actually pretty good. Um, the nutty kind of dark flavorful, uh, beer is actually, it's tasty. It's, um, it's like one of those beers where, uh, I'm actually enjoying it. I would probably just have one and then move on maybe, but it's, uh, um, it's a slow sipping, very flavorful, tasty little beer. And, uh, 
you know, it was colder and wetter today. And uh, I usually don't do that, but I was like, you know, let's go dark. Yeah. And let's, uh, let's go full flavor and let's just see what happens. Try something. And that's what I did. Nice. Well, so final thoughts, man. Yeah. Let's wrap this one up. Uh, am, am I up for this? Am I up for this? I mean, uh, I think it's just, you know, it's, I think in having a relationship with this question, not dreading this question when it, when it comes up for us, it's an invitation, you know, it's an invitation for us to deepen our connection and our relationship to, to ourselves, um, to have a deeper understanding of, of who we are and what we really want, what we're really excited, passionate, inspired about, you know, like it's, it's an invitation to, to all of those things. And, so engage with it, you know, engage with the question, you know, don't distract yourself from the question, like really, really move into it. Take, take it for a walk, you know, take it for a walk or, or take it for a meditation or, or take it for a, for a conversation with a friend over a drink or something like that, you know, like, like engage with it, engage with it in, in whatever ways are most useful to you. You know, we've provided probably just a, a very small number of examples of, of how you can do that. But the important thing is engage with the question because it's there as a teacher. It's there to show you something. It's there to it's there to help you get more in line with what your path actually is. Um, so go into it courageously with as much honesty and compassion for yourself as well as you, as you possibly can. Cause there's no sense in feeling, feeling guilt or shame or whatever around this thing. It's, it is a perfectly natural, normal question to be asking. That is very much a part of our evolution. Hmm. Well, I would say that, uh, you know, one of the solutions to dealing with this question when it comes up, is to go deeper, you know, making an invitation. I do think it's an invitation. I think it's an invitation to go deeper, you know, dig, dig in a little bit more. Like, um, and if that's, you know, you want to use my term, like heart to heart, it's not even my term, but a term that I use, um, you know, to go deeper, um, you know, maybe that's, that's, that's a way I, I'll remind everyone of kind of this morning, you know, like, uh, pouring rain walked to my front door, you know, and, I'm about to go take on the world, you know, and do my little thing. And it's pouring, pouring, pouring rain. And, uh, you know, that's, that's a moment, you know, am I up for this? And most people probably wouldn't go walking in the rain, but I had a good why. And so I think like these things that you find hard, these things that you think like are uncomfortable that you like on a normal day without any meaning behind it, you probably wouldn't be up for it. And that's okay. But ask yourself, like, is there more to this than just comfort or ease or whatever? Like, is there, you know, and if there is, then by all means, like, that's enough, go do it. You know what I mean? And if there isn't, then maybe don't, you know? Um, But, you know, if I'm just going to go back inside in the warm comfort and then kick myself thinking I should have done it, I should have gone for it then I was up for it and I should honor that. So I hope that when you ask that question of yourself and you have a heart to heart and you go a little bit deeper, 
that you don't go back and kick yourself, that you go forward and do it, and you see how far you can get. Thank you for listening in on our conversation today. We hope you found something helpful that you can carry forward with you. Head over to our website, wayoftheartist.com, for more free exclusive material and learn about the show. If you haven't already, please support us by subscribing to the show, sharing it with people you know, and keeping compassionate, creative conversation going.